Hey guys, welcome back to Celebrate the Struggle. And you're going to be peanut butter and jealous because I am here today with Jared Deal. He is a fellow podcaster and someone who is an advocate for mental health. So Jared, welcome. Thanks. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Um, I feel like we just talked a few weeks ago. So I know. It, it's nice though. I really enjoy chatting it up with you. Like I told you, like from the minute that I heard you on a podcast, I felt like we were on um, similar missions, not just like with um, things from the past that we deal with, but like how we want to use that uh, toward helping other people. So enough with me rambling. That was such a, so what we were just talking before we pushed record, how like we both aren't like very squared away on having these big intros and maybe we'll yeah. be there someday if we feel like it. But um, I said that you are a fellow podcaster, you yeah. have your own podcast, tell everybody a little bit about it. So I don't just steal the show. Yeah, sure. Well, um, I started the podcast like three years ago, kind of the beginning of 2019 and, uh, about like a few months before that, um, I had been traveling a lot with my job. I was kind of on like my third year of moving around a lot. And so um, there was a couple of like suicides that happened kind of locally. There was like a pastor who died. Uh, it was like August, 2018. So I don't know, a couple of different things happened. It was like the beginning of the school year and that, uh, hearing about that stuff kind of just prompted me to like, I don't know, I was on an airplane. I started writing and I've always been, you know, journal or writer kind of person. Um, and so I, I don't know. I, I had taken a break from um, speaking at all. I did like some, some mental health speaking back like a few years before this. So anyway, long story short, it kind of just started this like, maybe I should start talking about this stuff. And so I started doing a couple of like YouTube videos. And then a few months later, my roommate like, was like, let's do a podcast. <laughs> so, and I, I we, we recorded it and like, I thought, I was going to be a guest on his podcast because he had one and he had all the equipment which was cool you know you don't always have that like hey I have all the microphones you know and so he's like no no no, no. let's do what let's do your podcast and I was like I don't what, what's my podcast gonna be about and I was like oh, oh I'll just tell my story and so it's kind of funny how it started and so we did about 12 episodes together and that was kind of like season one and mm -hmm. then I, now I've kind of just um pretty much just do it by myself and which I don't know if that's how that how happens yeah, yeah yeah so that's the story of how it started Super cool though like it's the, kind of funny yeah yeah how everything just falls into place like that um so I know that you are active in a huge part of actually I can't even say huge part because I don't know tell us about like your involvement with like the National Alliance of Mental Health oh yeah um, and yeah, no, it's, that. yeah, for sure. Thanks. Yeah. Ooh, um, actually, sorry to interrupt. We totally didn't say the name of your podcast, which is Louder Now, folks. We'll make sure it's oh, in the yeah. show notes. Okay. It's no called Louder Now. Yeah. And now yeah, there's a story behind that too, but <laughs> I just, I had a, well, I had a blog or have a blog and I started blogging um, 2007, right when, you know, like, Facebook came out so blogging I was in kind of Bible college and then this kind of 
ministry environment and everybody was blogging that was like the Mm -hmm. thing and this is before kind of social media so like if you had a blog and people read it it's like they read it because you have a cool blog so that if that makes sense like the only thing that was really around was like myspace right right so like my friend zach had a a lot of people read his stuff and he would just blog through his website which is to me looking back so kind of old school like blogging (laughs) through your website everybody started like a wordpress right so i had a blog called the ruckus journal and that was like a name from like when i was a kid or in high school i wrote down all these like funny stories of me and my youtube friends doing dumb stuff it was not deep at all and then there was probably some poems in there about girls or something but it was mostly like ridiculous but then when I started the blog that was like a cool name for a blog so then after about 10 years of that I changed it to louder now like the tagline because I was like well that kind of connects to ruckus and noise and then I was like oh that's a good name for a a podcast (laughs) perfect that's, that's the story behind that so anyway but, oh, you asked me about NAMI. Yeah. Um, yeah, so NAMI is uh, been around, I think, since like the 70s. And it's basically just a, a nonprofit. And uh, they get all of their money through donations and maybe maybe some grants and stuff like that. And they basically just do uh, education for mental health. I mean, they use the word, you know, National Alliance of Mental Illness. Obviously, sometimes people don't like the word mental illness, so we, we use mental health, but they call it mental illness. And um, they just, they, a lot of what they do is like, uh, they have like a family to family class where like if you're, uh, you know, your loved one is struggling, you can come kind of to this like, you know, eight week course and like learn about all the symptoms, get support from other people. Um, so they do a lot of just, you know, in, in every major city, there's probably a NAMI. I mean, I'm in Los Angeles, so there's like a hundred NAMIs, you know, but you probably got one where you're at, um, different affiliates and stuff. But then uh, I've been a part of a couple of their programs where I get to speak. So they have a program called In Our Own Voice, where you share your story, you play some videos, you hear other people's stories, and then there's like kind of question and answer time. So I get to kind of just, I mean, it's, it's short. It's like, you know, sum up your struggles in like three minutes and, or, or, or like 10 minutes total. Um, and uh, awesome, yeah, so now, I mean, it's been like three years of that. Then I was working with another program called Ending the Silence, which was mostly geared towards like kids. So I've gotten to go before COVID, it was like all in person. So like two years ago or two and a half years ago. And then now it's mostly on Zoom, which now everybody's kind of used to that. So yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this is easy. I just log in for an hour and get out of here. But before it was cool, I used to go to schools and like, um, I did one in-person event back in October where I went to a high school. And it was like, it was kind of weird because we all had to wear masks. I didn't like that part. Mm-hmm. But because um, you're talking in a mask, mm-hmm. you know, sharing with yeah. people, but um, it's been really away from some of that interpersonal language, like not yeah. Really. And I've just always, I mean, the podcast is one outlet of, of talking about things. You know, it's your own podcast, so it's like, well, you can just do whatever you want. I mean, Nami, I don't necessarily do whatever I want. I mean, I, there's a format and stuff. Um, 
but yeah, it's been pretty amazing just having the opportunity oh to share and connect with people and like kind of meet real talk to people who are really like a lot of times the question and answer time people ask them like hard questions you know like yeah, so stuff, let's yeah. go to those hard questions and yeah. i'm not going to be specific but sure. like what has brought you to this point to have a desire to like speak to people on your story like share with us like where what is your journey and how has it brought you to this point yeah wow big question um well, in summary, uh, I got a diagnosis in 2007. I guess I'll just tell a little background. So I was almost 22 when I got a bipolar diagnosis. That was the diagnosis. Um, for those of you that don't know, there's like two types of bipolar. They're very similar. Um, I don't think I knew that. Well, yeah, there's type one and type two. One, I think, is more like mania can be is your thing. And then mm -hmm. the other one's more like depression's kind of more the thing, mm -hmm. but, but um, bipolar, you know, has both gotcha. anxiety. Anyway, so there's they're similar, and I think the the way you get get it, it just depends on your history. Like if you have multiple episodes, people go, right. oh, you're more like this, you know. So, um, so 2007, I had grown up as a kid. Like I think I had ADHD. My dad, I didn't have a really good relationship with him. He was really abusive and like undiagnosed a lot of things <laughs> himself, you know. My parents, my mom was like a really good mom, awesome, but then my dad was horrible and they stayed together. And so both me and my older sister struggled like as kids. And when I was younger, I never had an episode because I was able to sleep and like I, I was really good with social skills like I was good I was horrible with grades but like I played hockey I was popular I did you know I was busy faith was a huge part of my life I'd grown up in church so anyway it all kind of caught up with me in college which is um common for that to happen where you get a diagnosis when you're you know away from the home kind of thing I was in kind of a really intense sort of spiritual environment I went to this like house of prayer place in Kansas City and I stayed up all night and so that uh that didn't help that I was doing that to my body kind of thing but I got a diagnosis I got medication and then I snapped out of it after like six months so it was like this I didn't sleep for a month then I got meds then I was fine then I was sad then I literally went right back to my life before which is the only time that that ever <laughs> you look back you go that's the only time where when people say you know snap out of it that I actually did snap out of it I literally had a moment where I was like why the heck am I so sad this is stupid and I just <laughs> went back to Missouri and like it almost like it never happened then um yeah then I had another episode a year later and then that time it was like a little bit more accepting of the diagnosis, but I got put on like a lot of medication. And then um, <clears throat> I think it's like when you don't know a whole ton about the symptoms and like how it works, I wasn't thinking, oh, this is a lot of medication. <laughs> I mean, I kind of thought that I just was like, oh, I can sleep at night, you know? Right. 
So that kind of caught up with me after a few years where because I was kind of functioning okay on a lot of meds, I just didn't think like, hey, maybe the doctor should uh, lower this or something, right? So so I felt like I was going to have another episode, but I was on him meds, which that sounds really complicated. So it's like, how do you have an episode if you're on meded medicines and it's supposed to like stop you from, you know, losing control, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of good intentioned people who were, were spiritual friends and stuff were kind of like, oh, maybe you should get off some of the meds. Like not all of it. No one said all of it, but people were just like your friends, not like doctor. Yeah. <laughs> so the mistake I made was I, 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 I um, pretty much just got off all the meds without I fired my doctor like he became like the bad guy (laughs) I fired my doctor yeah and look this is very common if you read yes this is very common that we try to kind of take it into our own hands and sure I was there was anger and bitterness and resentment like oh what the f man four years of over medicating and now uh, this is messing me up you know so um initially I did I did actually okay for like a couple of months and then it kind of just, so this is 10 years ago, this is like 2012, then I just basically weaved myself down to very little of um, this one medication I was on that helped me to sleep. And so, so I had another episode. And the third time around is kind of where I've talked about this time a lot on the podcast of being like the worst year of life. You know, like, um, I know some of your story that you had a lot of different things but it's like well what's which one's the worst right (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. and so I think because all of the getting off the meds anyway it just was I was really suicidal every day for about eight months and um I went to the hospital for the first time uh in and out of the hospital then I had a couple of um, you know acting on the thoughts which was really hard for everyone Mm-hmm. So I was, um, so then the, the, at about the eight month mark, yeah, I tried to overdose. My mom had left. She was a flight attendant at the time. And like, she had taken a lot of time off from work, but she felt like she could leave me home alone for a weekend. And I was just like really struggling. And the thing was, I didn't really have a lot of just, like friends. I was just kind of like, in Orange County with my mom, just me and her, you know, my sister was like an hour away kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't drive. I didn't really have a job, you know, it was just really, really rough. So I almost died. Uh, I ended up in a coma um, from taking like basically all the pills I had. I tried to cut my wrist. Yeah. Yeah. It was really intense. And then I'm in a coma and this church that's in like Pomona, California, which is where I live now. They found out about it. They prayed. You know, I know everybody's in a different place with what they believe, but it, it really was a miracle from God or whatever you believe, right? right? Like they, the day they prayed, um, I came out of the coma. It was that day. It wasn't like, oh, seven days later, you know? Right. So anyway, trying I to- remember hearing that part of your story too. Yeah. I'm glad to, to like hear it again and have you share it on here. Yeah, and I, I know I'm kind of summing up a lot of stuff here, but, um, but anyway, that put me on a journey where I spent five months in recovery after that. Like it was, 
the, the thing that's um I don't always talk about that's interesting to me is like even when I experienced the miracle I know that's more kind of like the spiritual reflection was that I still was like sad right you know I still was struggling even though I was like oh I didn't die <laughs> Right. It just sounds so strange to say, but it actually speaks to how complicated this stuff uh -huh. is. Like, even if you survive, and I've been, and I, look, when one of the things you learn from being in the hospital is you really see people who are suffering, and everybody has like the same kind of story. It's like, oh, I tried to, uh, oh, I almost died. I don't know why I'm here. And then they're like, maybe I should start, you know getting some help you know kind of thing right and so it's like it's, it's it, the point is that the good news is that it's a process like even if you go through something dramatic like you're still gonna have to like work through this now and then every time I would see my mom she would be like crying for the first like couple of months that she saw me in the hospital she's just like I'm sorry I'm so emotional you know and I'm just like oh wow I almost died like this uh -huh. is you know so um now it's been 10 years and I've had relapses and struggles since then. Like the last couple of years, I've had a lot of challenges too. But the, the, the um, now I'm forgetting what you asked me. Oh, what, why did I start the podcast or why am I talking about these things? Uh, oh, just your journey, now. like what your journey has been to bring you to the point here. And so you're, you're. Yeah. Well, I think looking back at all of that stuff, and you you would probably relate to this too. I think it's like, I think before these things happen, I always had a desire to like want to communicate, you know, and want to talk. I think that was like the spiritual influence of like, I want to preach and like stand in front of people, which I have done that stuff before, you know. That's cool. And that's just the way I've always been. I think that's just like a gift it's a part of Jared it's not like right. I don't I mean you know there's the difference between like talent and like people who work at a craft there's like kind of both you know like Tiger Woods I agree balls, like being you know? able to like <laughs> preach and like speak the right. word is a gift well it is and then you do work on it right. um, so I've always wanted to communicate and I think I've always wanted to like whenever I take the personality test right it's like ENFP and the inspirer that's the name of my personality type like that's strange you know so I'm just like oh maybe that's so wanting to be like a mental health advocate I mean no I don't think that that stuff came right away I just right. think that now it's been all this time um and I still struggle so it's not like you're you're far removed from some things and then other things you're like Oh, I'm having kind of a bad day. What the heck? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, oh, I know, uh, man. So I think, yeah, and and that's the thing that's just like, um, I guess the point I was trying to make was that like you suffer so much, so you want to really help people, maybe avoid some of the mistakes that you made, even though part of being human is that we we can't decide for other people, you know. Like you could say, "Hey, man, don't get off your meds." Like, look what happened to me. <laughs> Mm -hmm. right and then someone could go well I'm just doing what I want you know and it's like well you are going to do what you want that's every human on the planet and you're right. responsible for your own choices but hey listen to me I don't think you should so it's not so much trying to save people but there is an element where you know you've had your struggles too and it's like how can I kind of um 
help people like have hope. Absolutely. And so that's, and I, that's I mean, looking back on like my life and like people helping me, like I, and then I think about like giving it its space. Like, where would I be if like this person didn't have that conversation with me or this person didn't do that and help me out with that? Like people service to others, I feel like is what we're here for. I mean, really in the end, you're not here just to, you know, live your best life, but to live your best life serving others. But that's my opinion. And I know everyone feels differently. Yeah. Well, I think it's like, um, love, right. is the most important thing. Wanting to be connected to other people, whether you're religious or not, that's like the, the that's what's all over Instagram every day. <laughs> I love yourself, love. <laughs> and it's like, geez, give it a rest, guys. We get it. Love. Like, talk about something else, you know? And, but I do think a part of love is, I know that was a little cynical. No, it's, I love your sense of, I love your personality. <laughs> but anyway, love, anyway, I'm just like, when you just, if you're not on social media, that's not funny to you, but, um, <laughs> But, you know, but I think it's like, uh, it is a part of love is, is sharing your story and like wanting to help yeah. people. That's like a form of caring for others. Um, you know, and there's challenges that come with that because it's like, okay, do we just be open about everything like all the time or what, you know, but I do think no. a lot of people are, <laughs> so, well, right. I know. I'm no, 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 no. But, um, I, 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 you know, what I got 300 Instagram followers, it's not like a huge. Mm-hmm. I look at people who have like, <laughs> and I'm like, geez, what do you do with that kind of you know, influence? You know, but um, yeah. So I just, in general, it's like giving people hope, and especially with this subject, it's just there's like one statistic that said like people wait like ten years to get help from like time that they find out there's maybe a diagnosis, right? And I'm like, well, I guess took me seven or eight years to get it right like those first you know over medicated then getting off and I'm yeah. like but that when I read something like that that's just really sad to me it's like wow why you know not in a shameful way like why would you wait 10 years to ask for help you know but it's like part of you kind of wants to shake someone and say yeah. what's wrong with you you know like why don't you just go ask for help like what's so wrong with getting help and like that's a really complicated process for people like yeah it's a lot and of reasons why it's we still don't. such a, a stigma you know around it and well and even not just a stigma but because it it has not been like a, a prevalent topic in conversation you know 50 years ago right. so now it's it's still just um super challenging for some and but I'm happy to see that it's starting to become more of a, you know, like even talking about like NAMI and in the, you know, in the title, like mental illness, like, or mental health, like it's all in this, you know, umbrella of like, let's just call it what it is. And let's, let's um, let people know, like, this okay, but like, here's how we try and deal with work with it and just live with it and thrive with it. Like, even I need to hear this sometimes, like, you know, we were the last time we were supposed to have a call last week, legit breakdown, Jared, like, okay, yeah. it was, it was stupid. Um, 
you know, I think just because I'm, I'm resilient with everything going on in life. And then yeah. there was, um, something, an issue that someone else is dealing with in my life, uh, a very close family member. And it's like, got has me involved of trying to help and, and it happens to be like in my skill set and like my background in education. Like, so then I have a lot of opinion on it and I realize how bad this is not okay. What's going on. And then I'm like, just about to lose it and find myself. Then, then I just broke down and I was like, where did this come from? Like, this is not okay. And so it's just, so it's just, it's never going to mental health is always going to be there for each and every one of us, whether it's a, a you know, struggles or, and so like for people like us and anyone else that struggles with things like it's never gonna like go away or anything like that and it shouldn't it sounds like such a strange statement to say I don't mean like basically like your depressed days aren't gonna go away right the the days when you just feel lame or like weeks like this yeah well hey I I back to the story you just shared I mean like you said it was stupid I don't know not stupid but I, I i i think you were just being funny when you said that but uh <laughs> but it's like yeah that's how it is it's like okay sure if you're doing a lot of podcast interviews which i've done a lot it's like okay you do need to be try to be present with people and it's like oh shoot i've probably done a lot of talks with people where i'm like going through some stuff and then i just kind of do it anyway yeah. <laughs> you know i'm like shoot i hope that that they couldn't am I good at faking it or what you know or like they right. didn't see but that is exactly how it is and I think um yeah we part of the human experience I mean I I there this week has been some challenges with just mm-hmm. my car breaking and I'm trying to figure that out and like just like a lot of changes have been going on like trying to get a new job and I'm like yeah, I'll show up and do this podcast, even if it's like, I didn't sleep great last night, or I got anxiety today. And that's not like a, like a boasting thing. Like, I'm so great. I do all these things while I struggle. But I think it is kind of a tool and a coping thing I've learned over the years, which is like, um, yeah, when it's hard, you just like, not to oversimplify things, because I think people can do that, like, well, man, just, you know, go for a walk you know, or whatever. <laughs> well, you're dealing with trauma. That's probably not going to help, you know, <laughs> but, but I, I, I yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but there is, there is something to be said about when we are in a hard space, like what, what do we go to? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people I think don't have community and like support. So you recognizing that you're like, Oh, I'm having a day. I know what's going on. I'm not confused about what's going on it's still hard in the moment but you know what you need to do i'm mm-hmm. guessing right you're like okay can't do this right. thing again, and he'll understand because i do yeah. understand okay i know i appreciate you no worries but that's like real I remember, life i'm like i'm like jason <laughs> i'm not gonna make it. you're like uh oh, share it and i'm like yeah, yeah. i knew that it's fine <laughs> that's like my old boss he got all of our names mixed up i was like dude you're only like four years older than me man are you <laughs> he'd be like because we had a lot of j's it was like jason jared jose and he'd be like he'd call me jason and then he'd call jason jared and i'd be like uh-oh man uh-oh i love you but 
we should go get this uh, looked at. No, I'm kidding. But um, yeah, so it's like, yeah, what do you do when you have bad days? You know, and like your whole podcast, like celebrate the struggle. Like, do you yeah. run away from that? Do you go towards people? Usually, we isolate. Like, what do mm-hmm. what do we do? I know that, and I really. <laughs> that is and that looks different every day right it looks different every day for me as far as you know like a lot of days not a lot but like there's a lot more challenging days than just that one day last week that one just happened to be one where um clearly it was just a kind of a breaking point for me um but usually like I pause and I I do try to read or I'll, I'll, I'll listen to like a podcast while I like go do a load of laundry. Not that I like to do laundry or anything, but like yeah. just to step away from whatever is challenge, you know, not to expect myself to like sit down and like, let's knock out, you know, 2000 words right now and, and write, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. like I gotta, or like maybe it's a hot bath, which I'm not even like much of a bath person, but it, it just depends <laughs> yeah, on the yeah. day yeah, yeah. The situation. Like, yeah. Like sometimes it's nice to get the distraction of like being with my kids and having them take my mind off of it. And sometimes it's like, oh no, I need to go for a walk like by myself. Yeah. But that sure. actually leads me into the next question. Um, like, what do you do for your self-care? Not just on, you know, bad days necessarily, but like just for you, for Jared, what helps to, um, I'm like, clearly I get the vibe that you are a spiritual person. And so, yeah, yeah. Good question. Yeah. Well, you know, that's an area that uh, I think there's been a lot of struggle with that. Like, I feel like I'm still kind of learning, you know, I, I go and go and go until like, there's kind of like a, Hey, you're getting, you know, like, Oh, I have a sore throat. Maybe I should take a nap, you know, kind of thing. Um, instead of like, um, but yeah, to answer your question, I started playing hockey again. Mm. Um, I might have put it on my Instagram a couple of times, but I grew up playing ice hockey in Colorado. And then I've had a lot of gaps of like not playing. I think I remember that too. Yeah, yeah I might have said that when we talked, but um, I love hockey. Still got all my, I mean, my skates are literally like 20 years old. They're like 2001 skates. So um yeah, I started playing ice hockey a few weeks ago, or like a month ago. I I skipped church and played on like a Sunday morning. So uh, for anyone <laughs> that wants to skip church to do other things. So, um, but uh, yeah, it's funny because then I saw my my friend after and I, I told my pastors that I was like, hey guys, I didn't come today because I went and played hockey. It's <laughs> funny that I told them that. But um, so that's been helping. Um, I did a, well, still trying to do, but I, uh, I haven't been the best with like exercise and stuff. And just, I love sugar. Like I'm drinking coffee right now, but there's just I am no too. iced coffee. So that's, oh my gosh, iced coffee is, and here's the thing. The funny thing is that, um, well, I've always been a sugar person, but when I was in the hospital in that five month time, the second place I went to they let us go out so it was like a long-term facility because most hospitals when you think of hospital you don't think hey they'll let us go to Starbucks today 
<laughs> but this place was like uh you could go out on the weekends like your, your parent, parent could check you out for a day and then and if you were behaved well you could go like a lunch break so next to the facility was like carl's jr and like starbucks so that's where my iced coffee addiction started this so like, clearly you behaved well yes i was yes I was, like i'm getting that iced coffee I was the leader of the pack, you know, and the thing was, I was doing better. So it was like the hospital was, this might sound strange to say, it was kind of fun. So it was like, <laughs> it was like I was like playing basketball every day, watching movies, reading books, you know, so, right. but anyway, um, I did like a no sugar thing, no sugar detox with my friends um, through my uh, Celebrate Recovery group and mostly because uh i've just kind of needed to like lose some weight and like be healthier and you know part of like taking medication is it does kind of have the metabolism effects but then it's like okay well what are you eating that's probably more of it right like i probably should weigh weigh more weight based on <laughs> medication i think you know so um so i've been trying to kind of keep up with that we did and it was kind of like a keto thing too not that like keto is the healthiest thing out there but it, i you know if you do it for a little while it will kind of get get you craving different things yeah because you know? it's like sugar and then i like rice and carbs and then it's like you don't do anything so right. uh, those are a couple of things just that have been helping and then yeah I like to read I've been trying to read more I love like movies and shows probably mm -hmm. way too much man I get hooked on I, I'm sure you probably do too but I'm guessing you probably have to be like disciplined because you're trying to write yeah so. actually I try and like do a double whammy like when I have to make myself go to the gym I'll reward myself by watching shows like on like the stairmaster which is brutal oh, nice. i've done that brutal too. like yeah, yeah. at least like i'll get like 10 or 20 minutes on like watching you know something on my phone it's hard man especially with covid i like i was just watching stuff every night and then and then in my episodes of shows kind of was like a thing that calmed me down you know depends on what you're watching because sometimes you can watch dark like crime thrillers and it's like probably this is probably hyping you up man but like I know. <laughs> anyway i just watched like the last dance about jordan and the bulls it came oh. out two years ago like right when covid started but it's on netflix and it's like even if you're not a sports fan it's like super entertaining i've heard that yeah it's really good it's all about this the background of him and the team and like right anyway there's a lot i mean there's definitely some negative things they show about him like mm -hmm. how people were like he was a jerk but anyway it was really inspiring and anyway i could talk about that stuff forever i've been watching um this other show called cheer on netflix which is about this like cheer school in like texas so, i jared i like your honesty <laughs> yeah yeah no it's actually really good i mean you would think it's um silly like why are you into cheerleaders but it's like showing kind of the like competitive drive focus uh -huh. nature I of like the team and the coach anyway so i love there you go that's what i watch but then i also watch like random like dark crime stuff that i'm like 
maybe I shouldn't be watching this. So. Well, that's when you flip it to cheer. You're like, I need something a little bit lighter right now. So anyway, I hope I answered your question. I mean, you sure did. Thing, um, yeah, the other thing is just people. Like I have friends, and um, Monday nights I go to celebrate recovery. We call it celebrate. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. So anyway, for those listening, that's just basically like a twelve-step for Christians. I guess this is one way you can say it. Like taking the Bible, and then so some of it's a little bit like some of the questions in the book gets a little bit kind of. Yeah. repetitive and a little bit like well I don't know if that's exactly what that means but um it's just been a really good place uh my friends Jacob and Frank have become like brothers to me and like we're gonna hang out later today so it's like we're real friends it's not just like we see each other on Mondays and that's it like we talk during the week and text and so that helps a lot yeah I had to mute myself because Alexa heard me say celebrate recovery. I said, what is that? And then like, just gave me like a 20 minute, 20, 30 second spiel right there. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. is your house like tied up to that? <laughs> well, remember I, I am visiting my friend's house today. Oh, so like, I don't even know who, oh, who Alexa Because <laughs> my sister's house is like that. They have like the connected, they'll be like, turn the living room lights on to you know whatever and I'm well like, it is like one of those devices <laughs> but I don't think it's the the lights but <clears throat> uh well thank you so much for coming on here I want to have you on again sometime like just like yeah. like listening to your show like Thanks. I feel like a lot of people can get a lot from what you have to share and so I appreciate you coming on here and like yeah. being vulnerable and honest to do that Thanks for having me and yeah I um, I would love to do like a part two with you too. Absolutely. I have a lot of people that I'm like, oh man, it would be fun. Now it's been like a year. Well, yours was recent, but some people I'm like, now it's been a year. And I'm like, oh, it'd be cool to be like, hey, what have you been doing the last year? You know? Right. And actually what would be really cool that I need to take advantage of way more often and by more often, I mean, do it at least even once is I haven't done like, you know, like three people on like having those kind of discussions together. Oh yeah. Like, that would be to, fun too. I don't right. know how you do that with the, the Zoom. Does it like, um, oh, it just, all, all three will pop up. Yep. For sure. Yeah, I love that. I fun. know so we'll, we'll collaborate on that and I'll make yeah. sure that everything is in the show notes and uh I have a I have more questions and unfortunately um my kids are going to be getting home from school and yeah so no worries I know you kind of must continue yeah it's all good cool. have a great day and thank you right. again for thanks for doing showing, this showing me grace and let it be yeah. a week later it's all good. I really appreciate it. It's always an honor to get to connect with people and share my story. So thank you and keep up the good work. I'm excited for book two. So, all right. Okay. Right on.